The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate design with Raquel Reyna, who is a revolutionary human design teacher and has her master's degree in spiritual psychology. Now, she's been on a spiritual journey since the age of 23 and has traveled around the world going through a shamanic initiation with one of the most powerful shamans in the world. And she has written a new book called... Are You a Mutant? Step-by-step human design guide to unleash your genius, understand your uniqueness, and thrive during times of transformation. Well, that's quite a mouthful. I love it. Welcome, Raina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we usually just say, are you a mutant? And then forget the rest of the step-by-step part, right? (laughs) Right, yes. So Raquel, I mean, what is the whole mutant thing about? I know, the mutant thing. So the idea is that we're moving into this new space of emerging the individual. So the mutant is really this energy that pretty much everybody feels, except for a few people maybe, but (laughs) a feeling like an outsider, feeling like a black sheep, feeling like you don't fit in Mm -hmm. and wondering what your place is in this world. And this energy is becoming more and more prevalent, meaning the cookie cutter model is going to work less and less. The fitting in a box is going to work less and less. And so the idea is helping people to find out their own mutant self, how unique they are, and craft and create the art of differentiation so you know who you are so that you can better actually fit into this world because people are trying and cutting themselves off or squeezing into a box to either have a job or fit into a tribe or feel accepted by 
a religion, a family, a any kind of organization like this. And so this theme is about understanding who you are and really cultivating your uniqueness and realizing that this is a powerful time that we are in, in that we're not going to be able to do the nine to five family, white picket fence, retire 401k thing like that. Those days are over. Oh, they've been over for a while now. I'd say well before the pandemic even. Yep. 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 And so this is kind of ushering in a new humanity, in other words. Yeah, it's a new era. And I think right now what we're seeing is the falling apart of the old. And the new hasn't true. I mean, it's been formed. The new is forming. There's people doing what you're doing. You know, people who are creating just their own lives online and their own worlds and their own businesses. And that is happening more and more and more. And that really defines this new energy that we're stepping into is a new expression of self and a new expression of taking your own health into your own hands, taking your own finances into your own hands, taking your own education into your own hands and having a sovereign view on the world and not letting all of the information or the conditioning or your family's or anything that you were brought up with define who you are now, unless it actually does define you properly. But most of the time, it doesn't. And we need to reestablish, reignite, redefine who we are and discover it. So that's what this whole mutant thing is. is like, what is your uniqueness? Not how do you fit in? Why are you like everybody else? But how are you different? Right. And so- is part of that your human design? Yes, most of it. <laughs> most of this journey and most of the book is your human design. It's breaking it down for you so that you can understand and cultivate your uniqueness. And then I go into a lot of my background, which is spirituality, spiritual awakening, the shamanism piece that I cultivated. So I bring it forward in a spiritual way because that is what resonates with me. That is my background. That is what created my healing and what I used to transform my life. And then the human design piece was for me, the missing puzzle piece to why the law of attraction or manifestation or why all these kind of spiritual terms didn't really work for me and why people feel jaded on a spiritual path or on a health path because it may not work for them. And so why is that? And so what human design is, it helps us understand, okay, these people are going to have these kind of results. These types of people are going to have this kind of result. And it really helped me after years and years. I'm one of those people that tried everything and studied every single modality that you could study and was really into self-help and self-growth and self-development and spiritual psychology is what my master's degree was in. And like you mentioned, I traveled all over the world, really seeking power, trying to understand myself. And yet there were still things that were missing. I couldn't figure out how to make money for one. I couldn't figure out how to have a relationship. I couldn't figure out why I felt so different from everybody else. And so even though I had done a lot of study, I tried on a lot of practices, 
I was hitting up against a lot of walls. And I came to this at a very, very low point in my life when everything was falling apart. And it was like after so many years of studying and so many years of like looking at myself and going, how did I get to this lowest point of my life? And then when I look back, so that was when I kind of discovered the human design piece and everything made sense. Like everything fell into place, like all the spiritual pieces, all the things I learned, then it all made sense. So for people who are not familiar with human design, and I've had one other person, it was a couple of years ago, talk about human design. How do you define that? What is that? So human design is a system that combines ancient wisdoms like the I Ching, the chakra system, and astrology with modern day sciences, neutrino sciences, and the quantum physics. So it merges these two things together to give you a blueprint of your life. And then it also provides you with very specific strategies of your life. And so it's really more than anything, it's an experiment and it's something that you can try on and see if it works. Like, do things get better in your life? It's very practical. So it's a practical strategy for based on that you use your birthday time and place to kind of craft a chart. And then it merges all of these principles and it gives you very simple strategies And then you have to be willing to experiment with it. It's not an intellectual form, although it can be, meaning that there's so much to learn. It looks very confusing and it looks like, how am I ever going to learn this? Kind of like astrology, if you've just turned to it and you're trying to study all of the houses and I didn't know anything about astrology. So my background was really psychology. And so I come to it from that place of like, How do we explore our past wounds, our past pains? How do we look at ourselves spiritually and use it as sort of a personal assessment tool to go deeper and understand ourselves in new ways and try the experiment and see if it helps? That's like a really basic thing. It's like, does this make you feel better? Does this make your things easier for you? Do you get more success? Do you have more joy when you follow it this way? And so that's sort of how the human design model works and why people might want to try it. Now, you had talked about how things weren't going well for you. Things weren't working for you and you couldn't figure out everybody else can do it this way. Why doesn't that way work for me? So what did you find? Well, that's what I discovered is that I'm what's called a human design projector. I'm a human design splenic projector. And this is everything they said about me. It was like, how have you been watching my frigging life? How did you know this about me? Like it was so shocking. And I realized that the projectors, they're not going to have results. So I was also someone who invested in a lot of high-end coaching programs. So I don't know if you've done that or anyone listening has ever done that, but I invested in several high-end coaching programs to try and figure out because I was working in corporate, a corporate environment, and it was great for a while. It was an entrepreneurial, like a franchise, and I was working for the corporate office and I worked from homes. There was a lot of great things about it, but I got burned out, which as projectors, you need to understand 
you're not here to work full time. So I got burned out. And then my way of leaving corporate was really pushing and striving and trying things and initiating and trying to do all this, my spiritual tools and initiating action. And those will destroy a projector. And that's what happened to me is that I basically destroyed me because I was trying to leave corporate. And the way I tried to do it, I thought I was getting these intuitive hits to invest in a different franchise, a raw vegan juice bar. And I had run franchises before it made sense. I'm into health and healing. I thought that was perfect, but it was, according to human design, the worst strategy that a projector can use is get an intuitive guidance and then go initiate action. And really that's what a lot of people are taught in the spiritual world, in the self-help world. Like that's what people are taught. So I kept wondering, why did it fail so miserably? And mind you, this franchise is super successful. So everybody else had results. Everybody else was having super great results, but mine was not. I mean, it was just like people, I mean, it was so insane. My accountant said she's never seen anything like it in the one year I owned that business. She said, I've never seen more disasters of any business. And she works with hundreds of businesses. Oh no. Wow. Yeah. So I almost lost my life savings, my house, like everything. And I got to the point where I I was literally crying every day, trying to commute to this juice bar. And I was at the lowest, lowest point of disaster. Luckily, I was able to get out. And it was like, I kept having this thought when I heard I was a projector. At first, I just blew it off. I was like, this is some stupid stuff, whatever. It's just like everything else I've heard. But it was like, you know, you ever get those like, nagging thoughts where you're like, why is this still in my head? Like, okay, I'm a projector. What does that mean? What does that mean? And so finally, my then boyfriend, who's now my business partner and fiance, he was like, you got to listen to this guy about projectors. It's going to change your life and blah, blah, blah. You got to learn about this. So finally I was, okay, I'm going to listen. And it explained everything so dramatically. And my accountant was like, look, you need to get into that store the minute the doors open. Okay. Now, if you know anything about California or LA, anyone listening, I lived in Long Beach and my store was in West Hollywood, the center of West Hollywood. So I had to drive on the 405 freeway. This is before the pandemic. So it was like traffic bumper to bumper because you got to get in there at 6 a.m. That means I had to leave at like four in the morning. Okay. Then the store closed at seven and then I had to sit in traffic going back. Okay. So basically as a projector, This is the worst possible way to live. Now, when I started reading about being a projector, my accountant's like, you got to get in there. You got to study everything that's going on. You got to work the whole day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow this human design thing. And I'm going to let the chips fall where they may at this stage. If I lose everything, if it all falls apart, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was going to die. I was so tired. I was crying. I mean, it was like so bad. So I just decided like, I'm going to get a manager and I'm going to sleep every day and I'm just going to study human design. And I just stopped going into the store. I stopped everything. And I just did a lot of like praying to God. (laughs) (laughs) As you do when you don't know what else to do. Exactly. And then I just studied. All I did was study, 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 study. And then luckily... I was able to sell it at the very last minute. I was able to sell the store. So I got a little bit of money back. I had already quit the corporate job and I had no idea what I was going to do next. 
but I just really trusted this system because it just explained everything. And so my life just so radically changed after that. And I just slowed down. And so as a projector, you learn that you need to work only a few hours a day and you need to follow what's called the strategy for projector. And then if you follow that, it takes a little bit of time because you have to change everything you were conditioned to believe. And then things slowly started to work out for me and my life slowly started to change and I started to get the recognition. I started to get the invitations. And so that was kind of how I started to realize like, oh my God, this thing works. Right. You mentioned the invitations. I think for projectors, correct me if I'm wrong, the invitation is the big thing. Right. So what does that mean? Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I would like to ask you a few simple favors. First of all, Please rate, review, and share this podcast wherever you're listening. You know, it sounds like a simple little thing, and it is, but it has a huge impact for us because it helps other people find us in the podcasting algorithms. I don't know how it works, but I do know that it helps a lot. Next, if you would subscribe or follow wherever you're listening, whether that's YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you're listening, just hit subscribe or follow and that helps you and it helps us. It helps you because then you receive notifications when we have a new episode that's out. It helps us because again, algorithm, magic, I don't know what happens but it helps. And then finally, you can support our podcast in a tangible way by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast, and then click on support the show. Now we have a new feature too. We are now on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon. You can also find the link to Patreon when you go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast. So on Patreon, for $3 a month or $5 a month, you can support your metaphysical and spiritual growth. You can learn about upcoming guests, and you can get early and ad-free versions of the shows. So 
please support us. This podcast is free for you to listen, but we have costs. And quite frankly, they come out of my pocket. So if you like this content, if you get a lot out of it, please see what you can do to give back. Thank you so much. Yeah, so the strategy for a projector is to wait for the invitation. And it is so elusive when you hear it for the first time because you're like, what does that even mean? And so this is actually what my book is doing is kind of a detailed, like, what does that mean? How do you do it? And then, of course, there are other types. Projectors only one type. And so I go through all of them. So I go through and I kind of break it down. So it's so user friendly and really easy. But also I give nuggets to people who are advanced human design. So like I've had the comments where some people are like, oh, this is too advanced. And that might happen, but people can grow into it as well, because you want to be able to have something, a guide that you can follow along and try it. And it does, it takes some time. So you try it and then you learn a little bit more and then you come back and read the more advanced parts. There's, but so basically I step-by-step go through in the book what it is to wait for the invitation, which is the strategy for a projector. And the projectors are about 20% of the population. Usually a projector, when they come to human design, they're like, Oh my God. I've been doing it wrong all my life. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And so once you've realized what the invitation is, it's more about recognition. So when someone kind of recognizes you, it's the path, (laughs) like it's your path. So I thought I was going to be teaching about spiritual business because what I did was I ran businesses, I ran franchises, and I was an area director for the franchise. I oversaw all of California, Nevada, Arizona, and I was helping owners to run their business. So I thought my transition would be into owning businesses and maybe coaching businesses and whatever. But as I started to study this human design thing and get totally obsessed with it, everybody's like, oh, tell me about my human design. Oh, tell me about this gate. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. I'm like, I barely know about it. I just started studying and I don't get it. But I was like, oh, that's an invitation. (laughs) So it kind of pulled me in. And they say that about human design. It's like, sometimes it's like, you don't have a choice. (laughs) It's a system that kind of calls you. And I think all of us have that with the system that you really relate to. And so human design is something though, that even if you don't get obsessed with it, like I do, It can be like a personal assessment tool that you can put in the background and be like, oh, okay, I'm this and my strategy is this. So I'm going to see if that's the strategy that works to help my business or help my life or help my relationship, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And looking at my, I had to pull up my human design. I had this done years ago. I'm a projector too. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was getting that feeling. Which type does it say your inner authority? Which one? Yeah, let me pull that up again. It does say that. Where is that? Inner authority, none. Oh, so you're mental. (laughs) Some people say so. (laughs) What does this mean? It's a mental projector. So that is, oh my God, like that is what you were saying, like radiate, what we're radiating. That would be like a huge theme of a mental projector. They radiate insight. Yeah. Radiate insight, huh? Yeah. And wisdom and guidance for other people. So it's kind of like a lighthouse where it's radiating this wisdom because the mental projector really has either the head, the ajna and the throat 
but it doesn't have any other definition in the chart. So it's like a beacon of wisdom that guides people through this radiation. So it's like so interesting. Don't you love it? That's so great. Oh, that is so great. And yeah, when I found this out that I was a projector and I couldn't remember what I was because it's been a while since I've had this even looked at, but yeah, I just thought, I kind of felt this huge relief in a way. It's like, okay, well, that's why things haven't been working. And then, but I also felt like everybody needs to know this, that the way that you were talking about how we used to work for a company until you retire, and then they took care of you and you just towed the line and you were fine. And that doesn't work for a lot of people. And I just felt deceived in some way. It's like what this whole system is set up for people to all fall into line and work a certain way. And not everybody works that way. It's crazy. Yep, that's exactly it. And so the generator is 70% of the population. Mm-hmm. And the generator fuel is exactly that. They can work. They can work nine to five and then they sleep and they're regenerated. So they have energy and they can really work. But the manifestor is 8% of the population. And the manifester is the only type that will actually be able to follow that wisdom, which is initiate action and make something happen. So Mm -hmm. they say that really that idea, which really did create the world for the last 400 years was that we were ruled by manifestors and the manifestor really created, Hey, it works for me. Like I go out, I do something, I have results, like it works. And so, but that's 8% of the population. So generators, if they do that, yeah, they have energy, but they're frustrated. They're frustrated. And so what you look at is why people going to work and just that intensity of workforce, life force energy is working in the wrong direction. That's the frustration. And so I agree. I think everybody should know this. And I think just the basics of it would change everything in every way that we operate and it gives the projectors a freedom to like look you can get everything done in a few hours if you're rested if you're well rested a projector can get their day done in like four hours and be like i'm done and imagine that in a corporate environment right i right before i left my corporate career i had gotten a promotion and the promotion they then wanted me to come into the office like for nine hours. And I'm just like, okay, that is not going to happen. And I was just starting to understand this thing about the projector. And I just thought, there's no way. I mean, they're progressive and they have assessment tools and they bring in coaches and whatever, but that corporate environment is so far away from bringing in this model. But The good news is I have been brought in to a lot of businesses, businesses that are coaching industries, yoga industries, self-help industries, and they are willing to look. Okay, so there's one other thing that you'll love this is that the manifester was in charge for the last 400 years, but the projector is the new leader starting in 2027. What? I had heard that. Yep. Tell me more. So this is something you need to know. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a shift in leadership, okay? So the leaders, so the manifestors are retiring and the projectors are now the aura that's taking the leadership. And so it's really important that 
all people recognize the projector because we cannot lead unless we're recognized first, right? So we need to be recognized and recognition means, oh, this person needs to be the leader and they're not going to be the one who's at the office later than everybody else. They're not going to be the ones who are there earlier. They're not going to be the ones working thousands of hours because they're going to be there a few hours and they're going to be the ones that need to lead, guide, direct, and manage. That's what a projector is here to do is lead, guide, direct. And so there's going to be a shifting of this energy. And that's also part of why I started feeling when I wrote the book, it was 2020. I started feeling this like, oh my God, this has to get out. Like this information has to get out. I got to tell it. And I got to tell it from the perspective of a projector because most of the MGs are out there talking and they should be. They're amazing. I'm not saying anything bad about it. <laughs> manifesting generator. Yes. The, yes. The manifesting generator, they can have a lot of success very fast and they can work a lot. And so most of the coaches you see, out there that are like the seven figure, like holding up that energy is a manifesting generator from my research because they can shoot out the gate really fast. They can have a lot of results. And so we tend to look at that and think, oh, that's the model. That's what we should strive for. That's what, oh, that's the coach I'm going to invest in because they have this and this. But really the truth is, is that the projector is here to actually be the leader. And even though they may not be able to keep up in that way, it's their wisdom and their insight and their knowledge that they're gonna be leading with. And particularly a mental projector, like the mental projector, they're here to really provide this wisdom and information for other people to follow along and be led by. But we have to recognize the projector first and the projector leader, what makes the projector leader so different, which I love, is that we can't do it alone. And the manifestors really, they're lone wolves. So they can manifest things on their own very easily, but projectors need everybody. And so we're gonna have to learn to get along. And what projectors do really well is they spot the skills and the success of other people, like what's going to make someone successful. So we know how to delegate or we need to get good at it and kind of like see like, oh, this person's going to be good at this. This person's going to be good at this. And oh, they should do this. And so then we organize those people to help support them in being better expressions of themselves. Wonderful. You know, I was wondering how someone who needs to wait for the invitation would be a good leader. But you just answered that. It's with the wisdom, it's with their knowledge, and it's with their resourcefulness and knowing who's good at what thing and then get the right person on the job. That's it. Right? No, that is fascinating. Fascinating. Now, one of the chapters in your book is about the law of attraction. Right. Can you talk about that a minute? Because that's a very popular subject. Everybody wants to manifest. Yes, exactly. And I think that I also became obsessed with the energy work around manifestation and the secret. When the secret came out, it was so popular and so many people were doing the visions, doing the boards and calling in the energy and doing this. And then there was like, wait, why didn't work? And then people started bringing in more ideas of why it didn't work. Well, it's because it's not the thought, it's the energy, it's the this, it's the that. So what I think is really important, and the reason I brought the spiritual into this 
is because I know most of the people that I attract and work with have been experimenting with things like the law of attraction or Abraham Hicks or listening to these things online, right? And so when you start to understand how the energy works uniquely for each one of the aura types. So if you understand your generator, let's say most of the people probably listening are either going to be generators or manifesting generators. Like I said, 70% of the population. And so when you learn that as a generator, your strategy is to respond. So there's a difference with the aura type of the generator. They're literally pulling and attracting things in. But if they just push forward or initiate action, then when they go to manifest, it's like pushing things away from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and the man, like I said, the manifester can manifest in that way. So a manifester can get the information can do the vibration and the higher frequency and change their thoughts. And then when they go out and take action, they will have a law of attraction. They will manifest with grace and with ease. But the generators, 70%, the projectors, 20%, and the reflectors, which is the 1%, they're all going to feel like failures with that strategy. And so what the book does is it shows you where you might thrive with what spiritual tool and what spiritual technique and how you can utilize those spiritual techniques based on your unique way of operating. And there's a lot of different things with human design, a lot of different areas with it. So one of the areas also is like this mutant area where some people are individual and those people there's this energy of melancholy that goes with that. Mm -hmm. And so like the melancholy is not depression and it doesn't fit. It's like that scale that Abraham Hicks talks about, like, oh, if you're sad or if you're this or if you're that, you know, you want to vibrate at this happy frequency. And so the mutants are like, but I feel this weird melancholy feeling. What is that? And so like this melancholy is actually the driving force for mutation. It's the driving force to create something new. So if you think about it in the way of like a great artist or a great musician where they're a little bit like heavy, like brooding or like sad or depressed, but that's what birthed like this great movement of music or this great song or this great book. And so that's one of the pieces that the law of attraction also misses is like, no, the melancholy, it's not depression. As long as you understand it, it's a muse. It's a muse. It's like, oh, I feel this way. So I'm going to go deep inside of myself and I'm going to feel it. And so you have to know how to unravel these complexities in the human being. And then those attraction elements like the spiritual vibration and manifesting can actually work for you. But it really is this tweaking of discovering that there are different elements within you that will go with the law of of attraction with spiritual manifesting. And there are certain things 
that are absolutely not discussed. And look, I like Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you listen to Abraham Hicks. I like Abraham Hicks a lot. And by the way, little fun fact is she is a mental projector. Is she? Yeah. And one of the things about that is that she, as a mental projector, you actually can channel really well because you have access to clear mental focus. And so that she being Esther Hicks, for anybody who's not familiar, she said that she was good at this and natural at it because she was so curious. In other words, kind of like an empty vessel. Yeah. 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 And she also, when you go to her live events, she will literally start and four hours go by and she's like, okay, I'm done. Like she knew as a projector to be like, this is my four and then she leaves she does yeah it's like she's uh-huh. just like that's it i'm done and it's short and powerful so she kind of intuited got that about the projector thing but she has a very specific motivation and a very specific when you look at her chart her understanding of how to motivate in the world is through this thing called desire which is again a huge part of what she teaches like desire safe desire is good desire is important but when you look at other people's design like for myself desire is actually a negative force in my chart it's oh, interesting transference So there's also this whole level in human design where they teach you the not self, where this is like your not self theme. This is who you are. And this is who you're not. You're not this part. And again, I break it down really simply in the book. So people can really explore and experiment with these little pieces. The not self is so key because when I started to realize that I was listening to Abraham Hicks and I was like, Ooh, Oh my God, this is what is actually the negative force for me. And so then it wasn't just Abraham Hicks. It was all of the spiritual teachings, all of them. I was like, Oh my God, that works for this type of person that works for this person. It's like, duh, like all these different spiritual teachings work for them, for that particular type of person. But if you are learning from other people, these tools, the manifestation, the this, the that, and it doesn't fit in with your unique design, then it won't be the kind of spiritual alignment you need to actually manifest something in your life. And that makes a lot of sense. There are a lot of spiritual teachings out there. There are a lot of spiritual teachers. And one thing's going to resonate with this person and other things going to resonate with another person. I used to teach college, college English, and I'd explain the same concepts five different ways. One of them would stick with a different group of people. So we kind of need that. In other words, it's not, we're not monoliths. We're not just like one size fits all. That's exactly it. And that's the exact point of it is, well, now we can kind of see through this map how to read it. And they say that the I Ching is aligned with the DNA code. So there's a lot of books that are written on the correlation between the I Ching and how the codons operate in the DNA code. So it's really friggin' fascinating. That's not obviously my area of expertise, but I've read enough to be like, whoa, there's something here. It's so interesting. And so the I Ching is what we're reading when we're looking at 
our human design chart and it's reading and we call them the gates. And so the gates are linked into the I Ching. So it feels like when you go deeper, you go through the levels, you go through the layers of your human design, it feels like reading your unique DNA code and being like, oh, okay, this teaching works for me because I have A, B, and C, or this teaching won't work for me because I have blah, blah, blah. And so then you can hear the teachings and understand like, okay, this one's going to work for me in this way. This one's going to work for me in this way. And this one, I got to not use this one. And so a lot of my clients, they come to me after they've done tons of different coaching and they get to the point where they're like so frustrated and they're like, oh my God, I did all of these things. This coach told me to make a hundred cold calls and I made a hundred cold calls and every single one of them failed. <laughs> and I'm like, well, cause that's the wrong strategy for you. And so it's like, then people feel so empowered to find the right strategy for themselves. And it really is freeing and it's empowering because you can really see all these many different teachings, all the many spiritual possibilities. And then that's a big message for people too. If something you heard, you tried and it didn't work for you, not to be jaded, not to be disappointed and to know that there are more tools. And human design is just one. There are a lot of tools out there Then some people may be called to something else. but to know that you will find the one that's correct for you. Wow. Interesting. I want to switch gears just a little bit. You've written other books as well. You've got Soul Intended, A Sacred Toolbox with Step-by-Step Guidance to Awaken Your Divine Purpose, Power, and Path. You also wrote the Toad's Book of Magic, A Daily Guide to Manifest the Life Your Soul Intended, A Sacred Toolbox with Step-by-Step Guidance to Awaken Your Divine Purpose, Power, and Path. Another mouthful there. So what is this book about? So that book, actually, I was invited to write a chapter. So there's several authors in there. So Nan Akasha, who is a spiritual teacher, she brought together several different spiritual teachers to create this guidebook. And Mm -hmm. so she invited me to generate just a topic and one chapter. So I wouldn't say that I wrote the whole thing, but it's on Amazon under my name. So it was like kind of my first step, my first full book. But that one is really fun. It's like a bunch of different teachers and I do a chapter on human design. Right. Yeah. I contributed a chapter to a book that's kind of a similar intent about healthy, natural ways of healing and correct chronic diseases, right? So a wonderful way to start getting yourself out there in the world of writing and getting the message out there. No, that's awesome. Now, what is your website? The website is Mm RaquelReyna.com and also RaquelAndDavidian.com. You'll get there either way, but Mm RaquelReyna.com is the website. Yeah. So what you just said about your healing and natural healing, I think that is also a big part of human design in that, like they say that each person has a unique way of like eating, digesting food and like creating a healthy vehicle. And like that to me is really interesting too. It's such an interesting topic because it's kind of, I feel the same thing with eating in that There's so many different ways that you can eat. There's so many different 
techniques and tools and no one really knows except for your own body. And it's so interesting. We can make ourselves crazy with this, Raquel. We can make ourselves crazy. I mean, there's the Ayurvedic, there's eat for your blood type, all of these different I don't know, schools of thought. We were talking earlier about all these different teachers and teachings, and we just got to find the one that works best for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Okay, so your website goes to RaquelAndDavidian.com, but RaquelReyna.com, we'll have this in the show notes. Is there anything we haven't covered? Anything that you think is important that we have not said or mentioned? I think that the important thing is if people do feel like, oh, this is kind of interesting, or you feel like even just this question of like, who am I? What am I? If you do go to the website, you can grab your free chart and your chart will give you the very first, like, are you a projector? Are you a generator? Are you a manifesting generator? And just experiment with it just a little bit. Explore it just a little bit. We have also the YouTube channel that gives you the basics for each of the aura types. So what I would suggest is if people feel curious, grab your free chart and just look for your type. If you're a generator, because don't look at it and go, oh my God, this is so confusing. Just look at the first basic thing. And if you feel like, oh, this is kind of interesting, it's really important just to even just know that basic one. Right, right. And go from there. And the book Again, is Are You a Mutant? And the subtitle is kind of long, but I think worthwhile. A step-by-step human design guide to unleash your genius, understand your uniqueness, and thrive during times of transformation, which really sums it all up anyway. Thank you so much for joining me today, Raquel. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.